0: Episode 28 of the Project Me Podcast. Hi, I'm Kelly Pietrangeli, the creator of MyProjectMe.com. This podcast is designed to be an entertaining, lighthearted, inspirational, personal growth journey. Each episode goes in a mostly chronological order as I piece together the books, modalities, people, and experiences that have fallen onto my life path exactly when I needed them. And how often I resisted the very things I needed the most or didn't see the gifts contained in the challenges until later. By sharing my stories, I hope to inspire you to reflect on your life path. What are the seeming coincidences that have led you to where you are today? What are the hidden gifts within your challenges? And what magic is out there waiting for you as you let go of resistance and follow your own breadcrumb trail? At the end of each short episode, there's an opportunity for you to reflect on how my story relates to your own life. You'll also find a PDF of journal prompts in the show notes or in the podcast section at myprojectme.com. Hi, guys. Welcome back. I'm heading off to Ibiza this Saturday for my long-anticipated Kundalini yoga retreat. It was back in December 2019. I remember Christmas was approaching and my husband said, I have no idea what to get you for Christmas. (laughs) And in my back pocket, I had, I have an idea because I'd seen online that there was a one-week yoga retreat in Ibiza called, ready for this, vibrate at your highest frequency. (laughs) It had my name written all over it. I absolutely longed to go. So as soon as he said he didn't know what to get me, I was like, I've got an idea. So I have run retreats in Ibiza, but I've never actually been on a retreat in Ibiza. And this was kundalini yoga, which is my favorite kind of yoga. I'm actually going to do a whole podcast about how I fell into kundalini and why I love it so much. So this retreat he got me for Christmas was scheduled to happen in April of 2020. But as we all know now, that was not meant to be. It was postponed again until October of 2020. And again, travel was banned from the UK to Spain at that period. And then it was rescheduled to May of 2021 and that clashed with my move to Madrid. So (laughs) I'm looking at it this time like fourth time lucky. Trish Whelan is the teacher and she is all about running soul adventures. And my God, my soul is so ready for this adventure. I have just literally finished a recorded conversation with Lydia, the crystal healer in Ibiza, who I shared about in episode 26. That episode has had such a hugely positive reaction. And so it sparked all kinds of curiosity around crystals and how and why they work. And I decided to just jump on a call and have a deep conversation about crystals with Lydia. This is only the second episode where I haven't gone solo. I told her we'd probably do about a 20 or 30-minute chat about crystals, and once we got going, we just didn't stop. So I think this is probably going to end up being the longest episode I've ever done. I took a lot of listener questions, from how to get started with crystals, to which ones are good for children, to whether polished or raw crystals are more powerful, and then we got into the ethics of crystals and buying ones that are responsibly sourced. She also shared some great resources for learning more about crystals and buying them, and whether charging them under a full moon is really a thing. (laughs) I'm always putting my crystals out under a full moon, and I'm like, is this real? And whether or not we need to clean them. So I didn't want to cut her off. I found the entire conversation so fascinating, and I'm pretty sure you will too. So here we go. Episode 28. Hello, Lydia.
1: Hello, Kelly.
0: (laughs) Thank you for being my second ever guest on the Project Me podcast.
1: Thank you so much for this invitation. I'm so excited.
0: Good. I know. And I've been, I asked, you know, my community to start sending in crystal questions. And so I've got loads of questions and I'm just really looking forward to having this discussion. Um, so I thought at the beginning, just if you could just introduce yourself, just a bit about you, where you're from. I know you're living in Ibiza now. I'd love to know how long you've been living there because, you know, I'm dreaming of living there full time myself soon. Um, and who's in your family? Just Just a little bit about yourself, first of all.
1: Okay. Thank you. Um, so my name is Lydia Majoli. I am, well, I was born in Australia, um, but I grew up in the UK in London, Southwest London. And um, I come from a beautiful family um, from all around the world, actually. So um, I have Dutch, German, Venezuelan, Italian family. And um, I moved to Ibiza Coming on to seven years um, in 2022, so I've had seven years of being on this incredibly magnetic, beautiful island, and I live here with my husband, who is from Mexico, my mother, and my gorgeous little son, Saray, who is um, going to be six very soon.
0: amazing. I'm just thinking of how lucky your son is to have a crystal healer as a mother. (laughs) (laughs) Are crystals just a way of life in your home? Like I'm imagining just a crystal palace.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I, I have my specific guardian pieces that I have at home. So, you know, most people think that I have, you know, thousands or hundreds of crystals, but really I have specific pieces that I work with. So I don't have too many, but I do have some really incredible um, pieces here at home, and yeah, for my son, he is—he's um, very used to the crystals. It's um, just a way of life for him.
0: I love that. Um, yeah, I did imagine that there would probably just be crystals on every surface, but now I'm remembering <laughs> that when you came to my house, and I told you that I'm going to be um, refurbishing the house in Ibiza, and you said that you can do like crystal placements and things like that in the, in the home. Tell me more about that. How, do, how does it work to put crystals in certain areas of the home?
1: Yeah. So for me, I work with the art of placement and um, I guess best spoke crystal buying. So um, I find it extremely important when we are um, in that process of creating sacred space at home to be able to choose vibrationally, stones that are going to be um, in resonance with our intentions and um, by using different um, modalities one of them being the bagua from the feng shui modalities um, we get this opportunity to place the crystal in areas of the home that are able to harmonize the space and I really love doing this because I feel it's super important that whatever we have in our home or in our spaces, that we truly deeply honour and, and, and love our, um, our art, our um, objects, our, the colours that are emitted in our space. So for me, it's, um, it's an important thing to create sacred space in the home.
0: Oh, I love that. I don't know if you heard the episode after the one where I shared about our session about the sacred geometry in my house in Ibiza. Yes. Yeah, you heard that one? So
1: incredibly. To think
0: that um, when you came over that early August was when we had the session at home in my bedroom, and it was after that that I discovered that my house was built using sacred geometry, and it just really, I just began to see the house and feel the house in like a completely different way
1: which is absolutely incredible because I feel the combination of of using crystals in a home that is based on on sacred geometry is even more powerful because um, within the crystalline structure, there are these incredible um, crystal systems, geometric systems that are formed within the crystal. So, you know, uh, the combination of sacred geometry and crystals as the crystal structure already holds sacred geometry formation inside it's uh extremely harmonizing to place the two together so that's wonderful
0: oh wow I'm definitely going to take you up when you said that you could come into my house and help me with all of this like I'm taking you (laughs) up on that I'm looking forward to that I've always been yeah, the type that to have a bunch of different kind of random crystals and I sort of put it, put them on my bedside table in this pretty little display. And then after you started telling me that I was like, maybe I shouldn't have some of these crystals next to my head at night. Like I don't even know what they're, you know, which different ones are for. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. Sometimes depending on, on the stone and, um, and especially where we are vibrationally, it, they can have different effects on us. So I, I do recommend specific crystals for the bedroom because our bedrooms are that place of uh, deep intimacy and relaxation. Um, so vibrationally um, that should match with, um, with the crystal as well. You don't oh, want anything wow. too heavy. can you have specific crystals for the bedroom? Yes, of course. Um, one of my favorites to, well, Two of my favorites are, um, well, of course, rose quartz, because it has a very soft, nurturing energy, um, which allows us to have that um, peaceful state of being within the bedroom. And um, also amethyst, because amethyst is um, a very astral stone. So it assists us within our dream process of uh Remembering or recording the dreams that are needed to uh, assist us in our waking life. So, um, those oh my two goodness, are can wonderful. I tell you
0: something? <laughs> I have a rose quartz and an amethyst on my bedside table, and I just maybe it was just intuitive, <laughs> maybe it was just intuitively that I knew to put those there. I don't know, but um, before I had like a lot of different ones, and then after I met with you, I was like, oh, maybe all oh, these shouldn't be there, and I just decided to keep those two there.
1: Incredible. I mm, yeah? love
0: that. I um, love that. I wanted to ask you, is your husband supportive of what you do? I mean, being a crystal healer.
1: He really is. Um, it's amazing. Um, when we first met each other in Mexico, he um, I, I bought my crystal tools with me as I bring them everywhere I go. And um, he was fascinated by them and he ended up introducing me to many different Beautiful mines in Mexico where I got the opportunity to connect with some wonderful people who carve from the crystal, especially from the volcanic glass crystal of obsidian, as there are many um, mines there near the volcanoes of, of this incredible um, crystal of obsidian. So he has been uh, another wonderful light on my journey towards uh, connecting deeper with stones
0: amazing does he do this kind of work himself is he
1: into the (laughs) woo-woo into the woo-woo well he's very grounded so he um you know he has to really deeply feel it himself but he he has a deep respect and um a deep love for for spirit so Um, And especially for his land in Mexico. And and I really feel Mexico is very um, alive with the essence of of the word spirit.
0: Mm, Amazing. My husband doesn't have a woo-woo bone in his body. (laughs) And so there used to be a lot of resistance on his part to me delving into all this stuff. But I have to say that ever since I started this podcast, he sees that people are actually really interested in my experiences of trying all these different modalities. And he's really beginning to open up. Like he no longer kind of rolls his eyes if I'm going to like, you, you came yeah. over to our house. He was there when we were in the bedroom and we were doing the crystal healing light in the past. I would have never done something like that if he was home, you know, or I would have gone yeah. somewhere else because he just, just, I would have felt his kind of judgment or and that would have kind of spoiled it for me like his his vibes would have kind of affected mine but mm-hmm. like he now knows a side of my business is now doing intuitive tarot sessions and now I'm doing soul plan readings and it feels like at the more I'm just stepping into it the more he's his resistance is kind of subsiding or maybe all along it was my own worrying about what he was thinking I don't know it's interesting
1: yeah yeah, there can definitely be um, these moments where we, we can get challenged in our relationships of uh, what we believe to be true in one's reality. Yet, um, I always find if there's respect there, uh, we have this wonderful space to grow.
0: Oh, that's such a good point. It's just respecting each other. We don't have to necessarily exactly. agree with each other or believe in what the other person believes, but it's just respecting each other's beliefs. Exactly. I love that. That's reminding me yeah. of one of the questions that Luisa wrote in um, under my Instagram post where I asked for questions to ask you, and she said, "How do you deal with the skeptics?" Um, and I think I think what you're saying is kind of the answer, right?
1: Yeah, totally. And, um, yeah, it's very interesting for those who, um, who challenge, um, the belief system of whether this is real. I mean, for me personally, it's, it, this has been a, a journey for me too. I've also questioned myself, you know, um, how do I know I am communicating with, uh, somebody's spirit or soul or higher self? How do I know I'm, connecting to the crystalline consciousness and not just my own mind. And I think that these questions are are good to ask ourselves. And the more that we ask these questions and at the same time um, bring our attention to our practice of communicating to these subtle energies, we get to um, witness the most incredible synchronicities to show that nature is deeply talking to us and our true nature is deeply talking to us.
0: Mm. I love that. And that's exactly what I needed to hear right now because, you know, I am still much earlier than you on my turning this into my work. And yeah, there is sometimes that, you know, am, is this real? Am, like, I'm like, seems really real, but like I'm still yeah. kind of questioning it sometimes, you know? Um, so I love that. You know, when I remember when you came into my bedroom in it was only last month. It feels like I have grown and expanded so much since that session. It was wow. only like a month and a half ago. And it feels like it was like at least six months ago honestly um but you saw on my bedside table I had a book called opening to channel and you just nonchalantly you were unpacking your beautiful box of crystals and you're like oh opening to channel I read that when I was 19 and <laughs> I was like oh I'm, I'm 55 and I'm just starting to read it now and I'm like you know have you just always been like really spiritually open-minded and
1: into all this yeah. I, I started from a very young age. Um, at the age of six or seven was, I think, the earliest memory I have of uh, being fascinated by stones, by crystals. And I started to collect, you know, the small little tumbled stones. I think probably rose quartz, hematite, clear quartz, amethyst stones were in there. Um, and I didn't really have a conscious awareness of uh, what they were. There was just a liking towards them. And, um, then moving into my teenage years, those things weren't really cool. So I kind of dropped all of that aside and was very much focused on my, um, social personal life. Um, and coming into my early twenties, 1920, I, um, I started to have, I guess, my remembrance, my awakening again. And, um, I got deeply drawn, not just to crystals, but to connect with um, higher aspects of myself, which are linked to what I choose to describe as soul extensions, which are our guides, because they are not beings that are outside of self. They are an extension of our soul. And um, I became very determined to be in communication with this aspect of myself. And, um, so I've been sitting in, in circle, uh, channeling for, I think going on to 13 years now. And, um, I loved the question about, you know, people who, um, who ask, you know, is this true? Give us proof because I was my, my, my. Biggest critic, I for many years um, asked myself, you know, how can I trust this information that's coming through? How do I know what and who I'm talking to? And throughout the years, I get very specific um, sensations and feelings to know when my guides are coming through, and um, a deep trust and honor for these this this connection. I feel is, is very important um, to, to see when you are communicating with something that is kind of beyond the mind's capacity to comprehend on a physical, um, in a physical form, to, um, to bring humbleness to this space. Um, because we do not know everything and um, we are living in an in incredible mystery. So for me, I still have my questions today and these questions assist me in expanding even more because we're not here to, um, in my opinion, to completely become enlightened where we have the answers to everything. We are in an unfolding um, and within that unfolding, I feel for me personally, the thing that has assisted me in connecting deeper with myself is to, um, remain humble in, um, the unknown.
0: Mm. I absolutely love that, Lydia. Yeah, I think there, in some spiritual circles, there's a lot of kind of um, guru, guru mm-hmm. aspects where people like look outside of themselves into this other person, and they will like follow everything they say. And I can only imagine that from from when someone's, you've got you know hundreds of people, thousands of people, whatever, all listening to every word you say, that the ego can get involved, and then suddenly totally. it's, your, it's the ego that is um, is running the show rather than you know the 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 humble heart and I just yes. I love what you said I think I always want to remain you know humble and like not that this is me this is just something that's coming through me and I'm a conduit yes. and it's not me as in you know Kelly Petrangeli, my personality it is just mm-hmm. you know coming through me and I can be a vessel for that to come through but yes. it's nothing more than that you know yeah yeah yes. Um, I I wanted to ask you when when we had our session um the first one um you know it was like uh, for me lying there you know it just felt calm and relaxing and you were putting crystals on different points on my chakras and and everything but it was at the end when I sat up and you told me about everything on your end and I remember saying to you how do you remember the past hour, like everything that's happened? And you, I don't know, you just said, I wrote it down in my journal, what you said, and now I'm kind of forgetting, but you you said um, to be, oh, what was the word you said, embodied, embodied. Mm-hmm. You said when you're really embodying this, then you don't have to think about what to say. Yes. So what totally. it, what does it feel like on your end like what are you seeing and experiencing on your side and how do you remember to tell the client all of that at the end
1: So for me personally in my um in my ability to to hear see and feel I um I receive it as in um like waves of 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 feelings and sometimes these feelings can bring through imagery, uh, visions. Sometimes these feelings can bring up um, sound. Um, so I feel like I, I'm using all of my clairs. You know, they, they speak about the clairaudience, mm-hmm. um, clairvoyance. And um, during the session, I, you know, like what you spoke about being the vessel, Lydia, is put aside and i am i have this uh direct channel to my higher self that is in direct communication with yours and there within that space there are all of these incredible soul extensions of self and i just allow whatever is um wants to communicate in that moment through the intention that i set in the beginning which is to always work with what is the highest good of all and um i as i let go it's like we we also become um a crystalline structure so we are recording all of this information within us without having to think about anything um just really allowing our intellect to expand and receive and uh, and store this information so Naturally, after the session, it feels like, um, for me personally, everything starts to unfold during the conversation in a, in a divine synchronized way. I don't start from the beginning to the end exactly of how I saw it, yet the most important things come up first and then through the conversation, other things will start to, um, to manifest. Oh, in the Oh,
0: yeah, that makes sense to me. I've like written down all these words, you said trust, let go, allow deep intention and divine synchronicity. Yes. And all of that is just gold. Yeah, I love it. Um, well, I want to make sure that we actually get to talking about, um, crystals themselves, because I've had so many questions that have been written in when I asked, what do people want to know about crystals? Um, my, if I don't, if I'm going to go first with such a basic and yet complicated question, but how do crystals actually work? I mean, I know that they each carry a vibrational frequency and that each type of crystal has, you know, different healing powers kind of attributed to it, but like how, why? (laughs) (laughs) um
1: well because they are um consciousness so you know when we think about um crystals this is this is the mineral kingdom this is the first kingdom to manifest on our planet of consciousness um so for me crystals are a unified um being which means that they carry all elements in perfect harmony they carry the masculine feminine unified and this for me shows us that they are a incredible um tool to be able to connect to um the all aspects that's that we are part of they are not separate from the mother uh, which is our mother earth and um you know, it's very interesting because when you look at the geometry of a crystal, uh, crystals they form in crystal systems, this can tell you also a lot about the properties or the um, metaphysical magic they hold. Um, for example, um, you can find cubic-formed crystals, um, and uh, these are incredible sp- stones for grounding such as pyrite um, or hexagonal uh, crystal systems which are expansive um, such as aquamarine so for me you can um, you can tune into the vibrational frequency of the crystal also through its crystal geometric system as well as the color because color is also a vibration so you know they these colours are emitting a, um, a frequency as well. So for example, anything uh, red or brown has a very earthy grounding energy, which uh, directly links to our base. Um, or anything yellow um, is quite uplifting and joyous and connecting to the solar. So for me, the crystal um, geometric formation colour um Has a lot to do with the energies that they uh, transmit that assist us on on many different levels.
0: Oh wow! I never even thought about how the actual colors, of course, they ha- they carry a yeah. vibration as well. What yeah. about um, polished crystals versus unpolished stones? Is there, is there one that's better to work with? I mean, you can get the little, you know, the polished ones are yes. all smooth and then you can get the other ones. I'm looking at my ones I have right now and I've got kind <laughs> of a variety of different ones.
1: Yeah, well, um, I mean, for me, both hold immense power um, and uh, wisdom. Yet it's very interesting because many people would think that the more polished or, um, you know, we don't want to say man-made, but I guess uh, man-carved crystals um, could be less effective than something that comes naturally from our earth. But actually, it's the opposite, because when you polish a crystal or when you are carving a crystal, first of all, you are putting intention into the stone. And secondly, depending on how the crystal is carved and with how much precision, you can actually create incredible light tools Um, from these minerals Um, and somebody who has done such a thing um, has become one of the most important um, scientists um, of our time uh, to experiment and um, research the power of the crystal quartz and his name is Marcel Vogel. He um, has a website, well, In the memory of Marcel Vogel, there has been a website made for him called marcelvogel.org, and uh, this is a wonderful place for those who want to delve into very deep research about um, the Vogel wand which he created, which is a carved crystal um, that has um, precision um, to assist as a healing tool to eliminate um, things on a mental, emotional, and uh, physical basis. So my answer to that is that uh, all crystals hold power, yet when uh, crystals are carved or um, used in a, in a way for, with the intention of healing, um, they can be even more potent in their power.
0: Mm, amazing. Good to know. Um, I'm going to read out some listener questions now. And okay. three, three people have wrote in with very similar questions. So we've got Janice, who's in my new spiritually minded group in Madrid. I just met her last week. Um, she asked... What are some ways for beginners to get started if they're looking to learn about crystals and the various properties of each type? And then Beatrice on Instagram, she's at The Nourished Bowl. She wrote a similar question. For someone who knows nothing about crystals, where and how would be a good place to start? And then one of my Project WE members, Marie, asked for your resources that you recommend for learning more about crystals and crystal healing. So in a nutshell, if I kind of combine all those questions together, where does a beginner begin?
1: Oh, okay. Well, um, one, one book I would love to recommend uh, or website that I'd love to work recommend is, um, where I actually studied my two year crystal healing diploma. Um, it's a school called the vibrational healing foundation. And if you go onto the website, vibrational healing uk, there you can find some resources, um, of books. And uh, one of them is written by my teacher and it's called The uh, Crystals and Healing for Everyone. And this is a wonderful place to start because it gives you uh, the basic on the science behind crystals and some very simple practices on how to be able to sense and feel subtle energies because I feel this is a very important place to start before you delve into crystals and what they feel like, it's so important to delve into self first. So to be able to sit with self and gently feel your own subtle energies and your own subtle bodies, your mind, your emotions, and um, eventually your spirit. So um, this is a a wonderful place to start. I, I would say meditation is very important to be able to Um, connecting this way to self, to be able to then communicate with another being in that way. Um, But for sure, um, this book is a wonderful way to uh, open up to crystals and their magic. And also at the back, she has uh, a wonderful description of the properties of stones and how to use them. And another um, crystal healing teacher and author that I absolutely love is a lady called Melody. She has now passed away, but she wrote an incredible book called Love is in the Earth. And this is a a wonderful deep dive into the world of crystals. Mm. Um, She links the crystals to astrological signs, um, how they work on um, a mental, physical and spiritual level and she has many many years of of bridging again science and spirit together so um that book is a wonderful place to to just get lost into the world of crystals
0: those both of those sound amazing they're now on my list (laughs) thank you that's perfect um on instagram um we have another question from uh Kyoto in July and she says Mm -hmm. which crystals can help children to be more peaceful and connected to their souls
1: oh what a beautiful question (laughs) um well I can recommend for that um there are some stones that are uh, really wonderful to work with children because they are soft in their vibrational frequency and I think that's very important because Children are still expanding in their energy field, so you don't want anything too invasive. So stones such as blue lace agate, which is a beautiful, very light blue um, stone, and this is a wonderful stone to cool down um, any worries of the mind and to bring deep peace. Um Uh, There's another stone called orange calcite, which is a wonderful, joyous stone. And this can assist in allowing um, that feeling of creativity to flow through and also um, brings in those joy codes. And and a classic one is amber. You know, you see loads of mothers with their little... Amber necklaces. Oh, like for, the
0: teething, um, the teething. Exactly. Um, necklaces,
1: yeah. And amber is, is much more than just for teething. Amber is a, it's, it's a tree resin. And um, it assists us in bringing a very uh, soft, grounding energy. So your child can feel confident in the path that they're walking this lifetime, that they are here, worthy of being on a, on a divine path.
0: Mm, I love that. You know, I gave my son a tiger's eye when he was going through a tough time at school. I think he was maybe around six years old. He was really young. And I quote, quote, sort of carried it in his pocket for protection and bravery, you know? Yeah. And he's 21 now. And this summer, it, I saw it on his bedside table. And I'm like, oh, you still have that? And he's like, yes. And it just really warms my heart that he still treasures it that much. But thinking about it now that you're telling me this is tiger's eye, quite a powerful stone to give a six year old. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's wonderful. I mean, Tiger's Eye is really about confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Tiger's Eye can be an amazing stone for those who find it, um, you know, school challenging or um, for, for children who have, um, you know, who are maybe be getting bullied or who are feeling that competitive vibe in a social setting. And it can really bring deep peace into feeling confident in being just who you are, your authentic self. So it's wonderful. It's a oh stone strength. Oh my extreme. gosh!
0: Okay, I picked the right one for him all those years ago, <laughs> but I really didn't know anything about crystals. So that's amazing. I think maybe I maybe I do have more of an intu- intuitive crystal sense than I'm giving myself credit for. You <laughs> definitely do, <laughs> <Ellie>. <laughs> Um This next question comes in from one of my amazing Project We members. Her name is Sophie Joy, and like her real name, her last name really is Joy. I'm like, this is gotta be like the best, the best surname ever Um, she says i would love to know if it's best to just surround yourself with the crystals you love and are drawn to or whether you should read up and and, you know read about the crystals and find out what they do
1: Um, this is a wonderful question i really um feel that it is so important to surround yourself by what it is that you feel drawn to if you feel then that um that feeling to go deeper and, and learn more about what others have channeled from the crystal, um, that's wonderful. Yet the most important thing is about building that relationship between you and the stone yourself because one thing that I'm learning about crystals is that they are, an expansive consciousness. So we are not going to know all about that stone. And at different moments in our life, they are going to reveal different things to us depending on what needs to be mirrored to us to expand uh, ourselves. So for me, it's so important to intuitively feel. Um, This is key.
0: Okay. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, Lady, who's also in my New Madrid group has asked me to ask you, what do you think about giving crystals to people who have no interest in them or don't understand their energy?
1: I also feel it's a wonderful gift because um, even if people don't understand the energy of the stone, when I've gifted crystals to people who, um, you know, they think they're pretty but they're not really um, – you know, they don't really understand too much of what am I going to do with this. There is um, a deep appreciation I feel happening within the other of being gifted something um, precious from our Mother Earth. And most of the time, people who have gifted crystals to, who had no interest in, in before, they've always kept those stones and felt a sense of support and safety with them so i feel that even on a conscious level if somebody is a little bit resistant or doesn't put too much importance there is something happening happening in the subconscious that uh, allows them to feel this connection back to mother earth
0: okay i've had a few people ask me where to buy authentic crystals i had um, on instagram mrs jenna gleason home shape style. Also asked, where where do you buy crystals that have been joyfully mined and with deep care for the planet? She said, I never buy any because I don't know where they've come from. And then also Jennifer Lopez, not that Jennifer Lopez, but one of my new friends here in Madrid who assures (laughs) me that Jennifer Lopez is actually a really common name. Um, She sent me this whole (laughs) distressing article around the ethics of crystal harvesting. It just made my heart sink when I read this. Um, So I guess the question is, if I take all of them into one and just say, how do we know if crystals are being mined authentically? Do they carry the energy of how they were harvested? And yeah, how can we, how can we um, buy our crystals um, mindfully, authentically?
1: Yeah, this is a really um, great question and a very complex and deep question as well. Um because then the the mining industry is a, a huge business, that's the reality of it. Um, yet it's very interesting when we work, we talk about the word ethics, because for me, um, feeling into this question, I feel that there's three things that we can look at when it comes to the mining, um, and that's you know the human worth ethics. How is the, how are the people being treated who are mining the crystal, um, our earth and resource ethics, you know, how much are we taking from our earth and um, the ethics of our intention because, you know, it's very, very interesting. Um, one of Marcel Vogel's experiments that he done during his time of, of wanting to understand consciousness and the mind, he done an experiment on plants where he was being able to communicate with the plant and, um, and measure its response um, before it was cut down. And he had found out that the plant had responded first to the thought of being cut than the actual action. So for me, this is extremely profound because if consciousness responds first to thoughts, and we see this, um, you know, when we when we speak about the law of attraction or when we speak about manifestation, that we are first communicating our our intellect, our great mind through the visionary process. You know it. It's the same when communicating with with nature. So, um, it's very difficult to know the intention of the person who is mining a crystal. Only that person knows. So, um, that's one I, aspect. And when it comes to the earth resources and um, and and mining, you know we have. Um, I feel that we have been, on one aspect, deeply programmed to feel immense amount of guilt um, of taking too much from our Mother Earth. Now, I deeply feel that um, when we look at ourselves as as a society, we can see a lot of greed in the human um, conditioning. And, yes, uh, there are things that are happening um, where – the resources are being um manipulated and disrespected in many ways um yet i deeply believe kelly that our earth is so abundant and that um it is a little bit ignorant of us as humans to think that we have the capacity to dig so deep and dig everything up um and destroy her I feel that she, our our Mother Earth, our planet, um, has been existing for millions of years before us and um, will continue existing uh, for millions of years to come. So I feel the most important thing when it comes to the ethics of crystals is to really feel that connection with the person that you are buying the stones from. Um, I have had the pleasure of... Sourcing crystals that have been hand mined, um, which is, a, I have to say, you deeply feel the difference between a hand mined crystal and a um, and a, a crystal that has been mined through um, explosives, for example. And the difference for me is actually within the crystal itself, its consciousness. One crystal has been traumatized, and the other one has been taken with love. Now. As both of them have come out the earth, um, I feel if the crystal is has been speaking to to you, whether that's through you walking past a shop and there's a crystal in the shop and it seems to be calling you, it's it, this is a conversation between you and uh, and uh, Earth's consciousness where deep healing is wanting to be shared. So sometimes I feel it's really wonderful to look at. Uh, the crystals, not only as what they can do for us, but what we can do also for them with the reactivation of their um, original blueprint, which is of unity. Um, So for me, um, you know, there's many ways that you can source crystals. Um, You, If you were really, really deeply interested in only buying stones that have been hand mined because for me that's the only way that it's truly ethical. Because you know that the person has mined it with love; they have a deep love for the for the stones. That they uh, they use very small tools to to mine, so no explosive, nothing heavy, and that they're working for self. So there is no uh, issue there with the human ethics. Um, this is a wonderful way to purchase crystals. Um, And I can recommend uh, two wonderful people who who do this. Um, There is a man in Australia called Patrick Gunderson. Um, He travels around Australia and hand mines his crystals. And there is a company called Himalayan Clarity. And um, I got the pleasure of purchasing um, a few of their large pieces, and uh, I had them here in Ibiza, and uh, they've all sold now. Um, but they hand mine their crystals in the Himalayas, and they um, their crystals are of optical A grade quality quartz, and they are spectacular. Um, and then you know, there if you're super super interested in in crystal there's also that possibility of going and traveling and um and mining yourself um that would be a a dream
0: of mine like I have this fantasy about going into a crystal cave like I see it when I do kind of journeys and things I just see myself going into this crystal cave so I think this needs to be on my uh, my list of things I I I do in my lifetime yeah
1: totally I haven't yet been myself um, because uh, I haven't had the, the time yet to go and uh, spend a month uh, mining my own crystals. But that's also definitely something that I want to do. And, and there are places like that all over the world and then of course there are people like myself that have a, a deep love for crystals and my crystals um are sourced in different ways and one of my favorite ways is to um is to go to the small mines where uh you see little family run businesses this this was my experience in mexico where i got to see the family uh looking after the, the land there taking the crystals cleaning the crystals and also carving them into um sacred amulets um especially in mexico with uh, with the, the obsidian so um yeah i mm-hmm. i can also recommend for anybody who's looking to purchase crystals i feel that the most important thing is to connect with the seller um the seller may not know exactly what mine, where it came from with all of the stones. But if that love is there, um, you know that you can trust that.
0: Yeah, I've tended to buy my crystals when I've been to these kind of mind, body, spirit shows. You know, and yes. in London, you go by and you just be drawn to these stands. And um, and I have kind of watched the the women who run these stands and how they're they're you know kind of cleansing the crystals every day and bringing them out. They seem to be you know putting their energy into them, and I sort of drawn to the ones that seem to be doing that. You
1: know, <laughs> totally. And there are so many, um, you know, crystal shops that. Feel this responsibility as they receive the crystals, wherever they've been um, hand mined or um, are coming from bi- bigger minds, um, they have this responsibility to care and love for the crystal. Which um, science has proven that crystals respond very quickly to this essence of love, mm. um, which restores. Their, their light again. So um, I think it's a very interesting subject because it's also about how can we be in healing service um, to um, nature that has been traumatized. Mm. And that doesn't mean that we're here to save or to, uh, to, to put ourselves above, but to be able to recognize nature as consciousness and to have that loving conversation to restore harmony again between us and nature.
0: I love that. You know, ask not what your crystal can do for you, but what you can do for your crystal (laughs) (laughs) comes to mind. Yeah. Sorry,
1: that's (laughs) my
0: American in me. Um, But I, I feel like I... Now I there's like not just holding a crystal in my hand and like you said, like just what are you gonna do for me? But like this, yeah. especially if I get a new one, like building this relationship with it and you know, seeing what I can be doing towards healing the trauma that the crystal might have been through when it got mined, like that's definitely something I'm gonna be I'm gonna be leaning into for sure. Yeah. Um I am gonna ask one more question because i'm just realizing okay. how long, how long we're going yeah. here. Um so um Zandra Spencer is the EFT tapper I talked about in in previous episodes, um, when I've had amazing emotional freedom technique sessions. And she wrote to me this morning to say that she's going to Ibiza for her 40th birthday in a couple of weeks. And after hearing about my episode about my session with you, she has booked in to see you. So if you did, you, you must have gotten a booking really recently from Zandra Spencer. I did. Thank yeah. you very much. She's yes. amazing. Anyway, she wrote, how important is cleansing your crystals and what happens if you don't? And and I thought, I'm so glad you answered that because I hear about putting them under the full moon to recharge them. And, you know, my husband's always laughing at me. It's like full moon. I've got to get my, my crystals all out on the windowsill <laughs> under the full moon. And I'm just, you know, if you could just talk on that a little bit. I know we're, I know we're really running over time. Yeah. But if you could just say something about cleaning, you know, re-energizing
1: and cleaning crystals of course um yes it is very important to do that um especially when you have a new one um because it's important for you to cleanse all the energies um that it has stored because crystals um they they store information um and the and also when you are using crystals whether you're using them for self-healing or you're using them in your altar or you um or you just have them by your your room, they they pick up on the energy that's all around. So it is very important to cleanse. And um, some of my favorite ways of cleaning crystals are by using sound, because sound is such a powerful um, transmitter of vibration. And sounds such as Tibetan bowls, crystal singing bowls, or even mantras can really have such a profound effect on the crystal. And it's consciousness and clearing anything that is um, that is of a lower vibration within it. And um, another one is natural resins and incense. Um, and for me also, this is, um, again, from nature. A, you know, plants, trees, and crystals, they just are like a marriage. <laughs> they... Um, really together assist in um, a wonderful expansion. So for me, smudging your stones using natural incenses such as, you know, pine resin, copal resin, frankincense or myrrh, these sacred resins really assist in uplifting any density in a stone. And um, the last one for me is actually the power of our breath. We are incredible um, healing beings and we have the power to, through intention and through breath, to be able to cleanse a crystal. So I would recommend if you wear any crystal jewelry that's been passed down to you or uh, that you feel that has been picked up on any um, any uh, vibrations that have been dense, Um, or any crystals in the home that are not too heavy to hold, you can hold these crystals and just through the power of breath with the intention of purifying and bringing this crystal back into its original blueprint, you can send that intention by breathing in the intention and releasing it through your breath into the crystal and uh, the crystal receives straight away.
0: Wow. Okay. I'll be breathing into my crystals after this call i love it <laughs> but what about the new moon what about i mean the full moon what about the full moon, full moon
1: recharging? so for me um the full moon instead of cleansing it charges and um it's interesting because for me um the the moon goes through its phases um so really when you're charging um the the crystals under the full moon you are charging your crystals under the influence that the moon is holding in that moment and recharging it which is wonderful because uh you're linking uh the crystals to a celestial body that has a big impact on our emotional body and the body of water on this planet and water water is life you know water we are water beings and uh crystals also you know contain water in in their structure so um it's for me the moon is a wonderful way to more so recharge with the collective celestial energies that are happening in the moment
0: amazing okay so i'm not doing that for nothing (laughs) no
1: no Totally not. great
0: <laughs> good stuff oh I could talk to you for ages and we have got I remember telling you we're going to keep this really short and then it was like well I just you know I love hearing everything you've had to say thank you so much mm-hmm. and um where can people find you I mean I know you live in Ibiza but you know on online where can people find you
1: yes thank you well first of all I just want to uh, thank you so much Kelly for this conversation it really feels like it came um, in the divine moment. And um, for anybody who is interested in knowing more about crystals or having a crystal healing session or um, a space transformational session as well, um, I have a website, which is etamanel.com, E-T-A-M-A-N-E-L.com. Uh, this is a Mayan word and it means Wisdom. As for me, this is the foundation of the crystal. It's, it's to uh, connect us with the infinite wisdom that exists within us. And um, you can also find me on Instagram, which is manel underscore Ibisa. And uh, there you can find um, some information about stones, my channelings, and um, anybody who would like a crystal healing in person, or also distantly, because uh, crystals go beyond time and space, and so does our consciousness.
0: Mm, Brilliant. Well, I'm looking forward to (laughs) seeing you again when I come back to Ibiza. And yeah, just thank you so much for taking the time to help us to understand crystals a bit more. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. And um, I wish you all a a beautiful journey on um, discovering the crystalline kingdom um, because really, ultimately, we are crystalline beings also. We have an incredible crystalline structure within ourselves. And I I deeply feel in these moments, uh, we are awakening to this crystalline Christ consciousness so um, I just send so many blessings to all of you wonderful souls and beings who have sent in all your questions and taken time to listen to this. Um, yes, sending so much light upon your journey in, this, in these moments of awakening. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Project Me podcast If you've not listened to episode 26 where I share my whole incredible story about my two crystal healing sessions with Lydia and Ibiza, do check that out. I feel like she's cleared a path for me to move forward with confidence into this other side of my work and I'm doing it now. I have a waiting list of women who've booked in for soul plan sessions with me. This is where we go deep into the soul plan and what challenges they came into this life to have and what talents they innately have to unlock these challenges. If you want to be added to the soul plan list or want more information about what it's all about, just drop me an email, hello at myprojectme.com, and I'm going to reply when my retreat ends. I'm also doing intuitive tarot sessions. This is where we use the cards to tap into your own inner wisdom to find answers to whatever's challenging you right now. Again, just drop me an email if you're interested in knowing more about that. Looking ahead to November, I will either be running a fresh round of my high vibe journey program or a fresh round of my higher program that's for those who've already done the high vibe journey and are kind of on my waiting list for that or I might be creating a next level program for the women who've done higher. I'm called to do all of these different things so it's just going to depend on what nudges I get over these next couple of weeks. So if you're interested in any of this just nudge me in an email hello at myprojectme.com and tell me which one you're nudging me towards. That's really how I'm working these days. I don't map out plans way in advance. I'm just allowing things to unfold naturally, just waiting for the signs to guide me, seeing who's interested in what, and just moving forward in that way. To make sure you don't miss any announcements about what I've got coming up, hop onto my newsletter list at myprojectme.com. Until next time, open your mind, open your heart, and stay curious. We all need some space in our lives for the magical and unknown.